Welcome to the Joey Miller Podcast. I'm Pastor Joey Miller from Champion Christian Center, and I am so happy that you tuned in with us today. We have so much to talk about out of God's Word, and you are going to be blessed. But let me just remind you, before we jump in, don't forget to check out joeymiller.co for all sorts of resources, from merch to Bible studies to podcast notes to blogs. You will be blessed, so check it out today. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. If you're enjoying it and you want to share it with a friend, a great way to let us know is to like it, to share it, and to subscribe. So make sure you do that as well. Well, let's get into the Word together. Can y'all remember a time in your life when you felt bold? Now, this is interactive. Like, I want you to tell me what you, when, when you hear the word bold, what do you think of? Huh? There's no wrong answer, huh? Loud, strong, fearless, confident, unlaboring, unwavering, and unlaboring. Yes. When she walks into a room. Everything changed. Like, no, no labor. Everything's just, just fierce, right? She's got your glows glitter. That's right. What else? Huh? Tenacious. Fierce. Safe. Courageous. Man, these are great. Boldness is all that you're talking about right there. But boldness isn't just something that you put out. Boldness, let me break it down for you. Boldness, to be bold enough to listen to your voice. Brave enough to listen to your heart. And strong enough to live the life that you deserve. And I think we as women, we get that lost. Once we start having kids and we're starting to nurture, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all, listen, let me explain something to you. We as women have the power to literally birth a whole human. (laughs) Joey has birthed five kids. Five, five, five. We can literally birth a baby. We carry a human. I don't even think we realize that because it's just natural, right? We just all of a sudden start growing. It's like those first three months. It's like you want to wear a shirt. Everybody's already in maternity clothes that first time, you know. We're walking around. Everybody's like, man, she's eating a lot of Oreos. You're like, it's a baby. <laughs> and you know, when you're, when you're all the pictures, every picture, I don't, care, I don't care who it is, every picture, the woman's doing this. It's like we're holding it like, yes. It's like our gold honor. Like, I can do this and he can't. Right? And, and we can birth a whole human being out of our body. Like nine months of creating a child inside of us that grows fingers, 10 fingers, 10 toes, five finger forehead, no finger forehead. Some of y'all made some pretty babies. Some of y'all not so pretty babies. They're going to be pretty when they grow up. (laughs) But we can birth these babies out of a place that nothing should come out of. Anybody else thought they were going to be superhuman when they were having a baby? Anybody else? You're like, girl, listen, <laughs> are you going to get epidural? <laughs> no. I mean, God put this baby in there. I'm going to be able to push this thing out. I even signed a waiver because I didn't have any insurance. <laughs> you know what I was We were in ministry, so I didn't have any insurance. And so, man, we were like, $1,500. We're going to pop that baby out and we're going home. <laughs> no epidural, nothing, nada. He coming. 
And I remember all of a sudden that pain started coming. I was like, no, 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 no. Nobody told me that this was about to happen. <laughs> like, I thought that this baby, right, was supposed to just slip on out. That's what I was thinking. Holy Ghost, jail, just... And all of a sudden, I started feeling this thing. I was like, wow! I was that girl on, that, on the other end of you. Y'all are laying there in the presence of God. Because of who you are, I give you glory. Yeah, baby, that was, that was, yeah, that was a contraction, yeah. Because of who you are, I give... I was the girl next door going, ah! All of a sudden, I start screaming. I thought this was bold. You hear me? I said, down! They said, for starters, you signed off. And secondly, you only on two. I had to go to 10. But we have that capability as women to literally birth a whole human out of our body. It's going to come out. There's no way once you birth, once you get that child in you, you got to bring it out, right? Y'all like, it ain't coming out. It ain't coming out. Oh, yes, it is. It's coming out. That's the same way with your purpose, with your destiny. It's either going to push its way out. That baby comes out, and within two, 24 hours, you walk down the broccoli aisle. Have y'all ever seen a man with a paper cut? <laughs> but yet we go through our life thinking we can't do nothing on our own. We are pitiful. We ain't powerful, right? Something happens to us. Somebody walks out of our life. Someone goes and picks our chooses, our best friend. We scroll on Instagram every day, crying and praying, Lord, let her blow up. Let her blow up. Let her blow up. That's our bowl, right? Because the enemy knows that when a woman, look, somebody doing it up here, right? I just saw you. You're like, <laughs> you're going to get delivered this weekend. Honey, God delivered you. You hear me? I'm telling you, rejection was not necessarily someone wanting out of your life, but it was somebody God needed out of your future. I'm telling you something. Especially when you're a fierce, bold woman, which God's created all of us to be that. But all of a sudden, you'll find yourself in this place where you feel like I'm not bold anymore. I remember when I've lost so many seasons in my life because I literally thought I can't do it. Because the enemy is not after your now. He's after your future. He's not after. If he can't get you, he'll go after your kids. If he can't get you, he'll go after your spouse. If he can't get you, he'll go after your mind. You'll be walking around saying, oh, I, I'm just like my mama. I'm cry-cry. She cry-cry. I'm cry-cry. I got a lump in my breast. I'm going to die of cancer because my aunt did. I just might as well go ahead and get my funeral organized. I would like you to play. <laughs> because that's what women do. We have this pull over here of emotional torment because of our emotions, because of Eve. And then we over here have the pull, right, of being bold. And we're pulled over here, right? This year, y'all are teachers. Y'all didn't go to school to be no teacher. Little Johnny wakes up every morning, Mom, I don't want you to be my teacher. You're like, I don't want to be your <laughs> But we are so qualified as women to be whatever situation. It's like, it's like listen, y'all, we can move in and out of wherever we need to be, but the enemy has told some of y'all, you ain't nothing, you ain't never going to be nothing, and you sure ain't bold. You are pitiful, not powerful. 
And God let you walk up into Champion Church this weekend. And he is saying to you, it is time for you to get born again. It is time for you to let your wings come back out, baby. It is time to stop hiding the greatness on the inside of you. Right? We lose ourselves. We got social media now, man. You can, we've been scrolling Instagram like crazy looking at all the influencers. She got a boy, girl, boy, and a girl. And you got five boys trying to have a girl. You done sowed a seed. You done fasted. And you can't get a girl for nothing. She got all of them. She got everything she wanted. It's like everything in her life. And then she has the audacity to get on social media, on Facebook, and Insta story. Everything she's doing. And she don't just, she doesn't just juice and cook for her husband. How about Proverbs 31? Have y'all ever, have you really ever researched Proverbs 31? She didn't just cook, she grew the food. She didn't just clothe her husband, she sewed his clothes. And then we see all the Proverbs 31 women in the, in the, in the Insta stories. And her child is getting juiced. She juices every meal. <laughs> While little Jesse, if your child is running around the house in his diaper with chicken McNuggets. <laughs> and you're just scrolling. I hate my life. I hate my life. You don't realize that she's got a whole baby doll filter on. Right? She, she over here, she ain't listen. Highlight reels, will tell, they lied, they lied. Relationship goals, my foot. <laughs> Proverbs 31, ain't no way. We all listen. We are in a season now where you can't cook, at least you can make reservations. <laughs> if, you can't, if you can't sew his clothes, at least you can show shop for him. Come on, somebody. Amazon Prime, the modern day Proverbs 31. But Instagram, all of a sudden you'll be scrolling and you'll be like, oh my God. She is perfect. And then she shows she had another baby. And it was the other gender. And she's at, in Destin on the beach in a bikini. And she's already snatched. And she shows a picture of her husband. And he looks like he stepped out of GQ. And yours looks like he stepped out of DQ. You are devastated. What's happening here? Life is trying to steal your boldness. Be bold enough to listen to your voice. I'm asking you this weekend, where did you lose her? Where did you lose you? What happened in your life that you weren't expecting? And during this pandemic, now you're finding yourself because we've had all this time to sit at home and think and deal with some things and own some things. See, the enemy knew how awesome you would be. You're the generational curse breaker in your family. See, the enemy's been punking you out. The reason you take 20 steps forward and 100 steps back is because the enemy knows if you ever grab and get a little bit of footing, 
Just let me grab my footing and let me just get it. I refuse to ever go back to where I used to be. I may not be a butterfly yet, but I refuse to crawl another day. I ain't going back and being no butterfly. I'm no caterpillar. I'm getting up out of this thing. But see, we lose ourselves in life. We lose ourselves comparing ourselves to other people. We lose our boldness because someone's told us you're too much. You are too much. You're too extra. You're too, ugh. You're just, you're just a lot. You're a lot. And I'm like, well, what's a lot? <laughs> what, what do you mean a lot? But see, with social media and everything else in our lives, we've got this, this, this society rule book. That says what we're supposed to look like, what we're supposed to be, who we're supposed to be like, right? And so if we don't hit these things, then we feel like we're tainted. I want us to look at Acts 28 and 31. Acts 28 and 31. I'm going to give you some verses that's got boldness in it. By the time y'all walk out of here, man, y'all going to be like high-fiving each other. Like, Garrett, even the people you don't like, you'll be like, boom, shaka, laka, laka. <laughs> it says, proclaiming the kingdom of God. And teaching about the Lord, Jesus Christ, with all boldness and without hindrance. Proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. That means when he's in you and you're in him, can't nobody tell me nothing. It's whenever you find yourself walking in those wilderness seasons. I'm reminded of the children of Israel. I always think about the children of Israel because the first innate reaction for a lot of women is to what? Huh? You're like, girl, I ain't telling you. It's to complain. It's to look at the negative side of it, right? It's to think that we can't do it. Although we can birth a whole human, we feel like we can't get through this season, right? So we've allowed a season in our life to define our whole lifetime. But this scripture right here tells me, if I let God really be the King of kings and the Lord of lords in my life, if I really surrender everything over to God, not just coming into the bowl conference and going to church every Sunday or watching it from your, TV, from your couch, which y'all need to get your butt back in church every single Sunday because you go to Walmart, right? Listen, <laughs> it's realizing that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of me. That means when little Jerry is acting up at home, you've got the power to go get your peppermint oil. <laughs> go get your peppermint oil and begin to walk around your house. If you and your husband are not doing well, you need to lay hands on yourself and then lay hands on his pillow. You have the power on the inside of you to begin to take back every single thing the devil has stolen. Why? That's what boldness is. Boldness is whenever you can take a licking and keep on ticking. Boldness is whenever you can get back up again when the rest of the world has given you a free pass to lay down. You may not like where you are, but the children of Israel didn't either. And what was supposed to take 11 days took 40 years. Because why? When you're in that place of not being boldness, what? You attract what you are and not what you want. So before you know it, everybody in your circle is complaining. Before you know it, you're on the, th on the phone instead of going to the throne. You're asking people how to swim that's drowning. You're wanting validation from people that ain't even valid. And now here you are stuck in a place and you don't know how to get out. And it's because of the surrounding that the enemy's got. He knows you're powerful. And he's saying, if I can just hijack some of your confidence... 
If I can get you stuck right here, you'll never go forward because with every single storm that you are in, I'm going to get you some oil that you couldn't have gone to seminary and got. I remember laying in my bed at 36 years old. I was married for 18 years. And man, I loved his guts. Like he had me so convinced that I was so lucky to have him. And I believed him. And so here I am, 36 years. I was raised in this religion that said women can't preach. Uh, we were supposed to just cook. <laughs> I couldn't cook. I, 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 Y'all, I burned HelloFresh. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm going to come and spend some time with Joey, and she's going to teach me how to cook. But I burned the HelloFresh, right? And so I am in this season, and I'm, I'm beating myself up because here we are walking through a divorce. We're both preacher's kids. I'd started out at Pastor Rod Parsley's college and singing on his praise team. And he saw me looking at that boy on that piano. And he got me one night after service. He said, girl, he said, I see you looking at that boy on that piano. And he said, I am not going to bless this. I go home at 12 o'clock midnight. I pack my little Yugo. <laughs> and I was like, peace out. And I went and did every single thing that Pastor Rod Parsley told me not to do. And I married this person. I married this man. He becomes my God. I have two incredible kids by him. And here I am at 36 years old, walking through a divorce after 18 years. And I had literally told this man for 18 years, I don't need no man. And I woke up one day and didn't have one. I was like, what happened? He said, you don't need no man. <laughs> and I remember going because I was so broken, right? Because listen, the pain may not be our fault, but the healing is our responsibility. And so if, if we don't heal, we walk around bleeding on people that didn't cut us. You know what I'm saying? And I remember laying in my bed at my mom and dad's because I had to move back in with them. I lost everything. I couldn't even buy cheese with my credit. <laughs> Nothing. I had to sell my Mercedes, had to move back in with my mom and daddy. God gave me this knockoff Bentley. It was a 300 Chrysler. It looked like a Bentley on the outside, but that thing was toe up on the inside. And then I remember all my dignity was gone. I had lost my boldness because of choices that I had made. And I was raised a preacher's kid. I was raised. I knew how to what, 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 what. I could lay in the floor. I could, I could do all those things. I sang on the platform. Fill me up till I overflow. I want to run over. I didn't want to run over. I didn't want him to fill me up. I wanted to stay where I was because I'd gotten comfortable. And I remember laying at my mom and daddy's house. I was broken. I felt like everybody in the world was talking about me. I lost my boldness. I lost my confidence. I couldn't even tell you. It was when all of these, all these uh, 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 quizzes were going on around, around social media, right? And it was saying, uh, my favorite color is, and we were telling you, our favorite color is fuchsia. My favorite food is, and y'all were like, tomato sandwiches with salt. And I'm sitting up in that bed, and I lost every, everybody, all my friends, because back then, it wasn't cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you had leprosy. And I lost all my friends, and I'm laying up in that bed, and I'm feeling sorry for myself. And I'm crying out to God that I hadn't talked to him forever because I was too busy nay-naying and not pray-praying. <laughs> but I went and ran back to God as soon as I hit my mama's house, right? And I remember laying in that bed, and I was like, God, I've lost me. I don't know what boldness is. and I, I mean, I was devastated. 
because I was the only one in my family that couldn't keep a marriage. I mean, he didn't have to take me serious. I was just joking for 18 years. And I remember laying at my bed at my mom and daddy's, and I said, God, I said, if you're really all that, I need you to take this pain away from me. Because I am sad. I am broken. I am miserable. I'm angry. I'm embarrassed. And I got two little boys downstairs that need me, and I don't, I don't, I can't even be their mom. And it was after a year that I laid in that bed in depression, crying over something that wasn't even good. But that's what we do because the enemy knows that every single time we come out of a battle, women, that either we're going to get bitter or we're going to get better. And if we get out of this thing and we come out better, like we really let that hell turn us into something powerful, if we really come out, on, come out of hell on fire, not embarrassed, not afraid, not who cares what you think about me, but not in a I don't care. We're either going to come out powerful or we're going to come out, I don't need no man. When everything on the inside of you is wanting a man, hello, is it me you're looking for? No, it ain't. But because we're not healed, we keep attracting the same thing, the same people with different faces. And that goes for women. That goes for friends. That goes for everything. And here my kids are. I'm sitting there discouraged and distressed, and I'm laying in that bed, and I'm like, God, like really, a year? I look like, I look like the Graham's biscuit popped. You know that big old thing, and you pop it, and it's like, bloop, bloop, bloop. I would lay in my bed, and I would eat my emotions. I remember they put me on Ambien. <laughs> and I, mean, I was depressed. Like, I was a mess. 36. That wasn't too long ago. <laughs> and I'm laying up in that bed and I'm thinking about where I'm at. And I, and I said, God, I said, I need you more than ever right now. I need you to take this pain away from me. And I always thought if I really pray very dramatically, <laughs> He's going to come through for me. So I was like. <laughs> and I remember he said, are you through? I said, I am. He said, well, here's what I need you to do. And I wrote some of these things down for you tonight because some of you feel stuck. But you ain't stuck because you're not a tree. You're only stuck because you stop moving. You're only stuck because you think you have made such a mess of your life. And I'm laying in that bed. And I remember the first thing God said to me was, he said, you got to forgive. I'm like, I've forgiven everybody. And I remember him thinking, I remember the Holy Spirit dropped in my spirit. That's why you're praying. I would lay in my bed every single night of my life. Kill him! Kill him with a train! Because I knew if a train hit him, Benny Hinn wasn't going to bring him back to life. <laughs> and I remember God was like, girl, you got to forgive. And I said, no. Like, he should have fought. And I, 
remember God spoke to me and he said, you're gonna, you got to get up and you got to walk away from this. Your children need you and you need a J-O-B. <laughs> huh? That was for J- nah, nah, that was for her next door. She been praying for a job. She been going to job fairs. I ain't praying for no job. I ain't going nowhere. I can't work. There ain't nothing in Fayetteville, Georgia. I was raised, y'all. I was raised. I was raised special ed. Like they told me, I was special. I literally every single day of my life, coming through elementary school, I would get up and they say all the special kids go to class, and I'd get up like. <laughs> I'd be the only one walking to class. You know, the special announcement, right? And I remember in seventh grade, this teacher said, all the special ed kids can get up and go to class. I sat there. And she goes, Kim, that would be yes and no, ma'am. I'm waiting for special like VIP. She said, girl, you are special, special ed. And I realized at that moment it was because I didn't get hooked on phonics. Well, scoring and fast forward all the way to 36 and 37 years old, and I moved back in with my mom and daddy in Fayetteville, Georgia, and all they had in Fayetteville, Georgia was a Belk. Belk is a Kmart on crack. <laughs> and I knew I had to go get a job, right? And I was thinking, no, this is not going to be good. I do not like people. <laughs> I hate people. <laughs> I didn't trust nobody, right? And the enemy had just used these emotions of mine to just wreak havoc in my life. And I remember I had to go get a job at Belk. And I remember when I walked in, she said, her name was Kim. She said, girl, we got the best job ever for you. I said, yes, I got a job. Won't it do it? That was easy. She said, cosmetics. I said, oh, no, ma'am. No, 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 no. What you don't understand, I was raised United Pentecostal. We were never, ever allowed to wear makeup. Women couldn't cut their hair. We couldn't wear makeup. I don't know how to put makeup on. She said, well, you better go watch a YouTube because <laughs> this is your job. And I remember laying in that bed that night screaming out to God. And God said, Kimberly, figure it out. And I remember that next day I walked up in that place. And I walked up in there and I'm scared to death in my polyester navy blue suit. They got the ugliest uniforms on the planet. They do not breathe. So I walk up in that navy blue. Navy blue is my least favorite color on the planet too. God's got jokes. And I remember my very first customer that came in. Her name was Eleanor. And Eleanor comes walking up to my counter. I'm thinking, oh dear Jesus. 45 minutes with this lady and her breath is going to be right here. 45 minutes. And I remember God started speaking to me at that moment. He said, now's your chance. You can either be pitiful or you can be powerful, Kimberly. He said, now's your opportunity. You would never have an opportunity with Eleanor if you wouldn't have walked through your divorce and you wouldn't have had to go get a job. And I'm thinking, good. I wouldn't have had to be here. And he said, figure it out. And I remember walking out to that counter and sitting down. And as I started putting makeup on Eleanor, I didn't know how to put nothing on her. And she was like 80 years old. So you don't put makeup on wrinkles. You just, you just should not do that. Just FYI. Especially if you're white. Because white people begin to melt. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do with this woman right here? And I remember I sat down with her. And I started looking in her eyes. And I said, girl, you are so beautiful. You don't even need any foundation. All you need is a little bit of bronzer. You don't even need any mascara. Your eyelashes are like feather minks. 
You don't need, and for 45 minutes, I listened to that woman tell me about how after all of these years, her husband of 42 years walked out on her, and she was a stay-at-home mother, and now she had to start all over again 12 years ago, and she's never been able to get her life back. She said, Kim, I literally sit in my living room every night and watch the same videos, the same shows, everything, and think he's sitting right beside me. I can't let go. I go and I see my therapist every single, single week and nothing's changing. She said, all she does is looks at me and says, how does that make you feel? And she said, so I thought if I come in here and maybe you do my makeup, maybe something's going to happen. And I remember all of a sudden something just came over me. And I started feeling something. I started feeling a boldness come back up in me. And I started realizing that the hell was on purpose. That the mess that I was in was on purpose. That God was turning my scars into stars. That God was taking my pain and making it my pulpit. Right there, the very first customer I ever did. All she bought was lip gloss because that's all I put on her. <laughs> and that next week... That next week, y'all, I did this verse right here. I let Jesus come in me, and I became bold. I didn't know what else to do, so I began to dig deep down on the inside of me. I began to get in the reservoir of the Holy Ghost that was in me. And I remember by the time she got up, she walked out with the confidence. And every single person that came to that chair, I could not wait to get them in my chair. And I could not wait to hear their story. I was feeling really great about my life by the time all those people came and sat in my chair because their life was way worse than mine. That's why the enemy gets you trapped, counterfeits. He gets you trapped in your own emotions because he knows that isolation causes you to retreat. Your emotions, right? You get in your feelings and you don't get into healing. Then you get on Ambien and you eat your food while you're sleeping. <laughs> and all of a sudden, this woman, I did that. I ate all my food. That's how I got to look like the Graham Smith guy. I say, Mama, where did my spaghetti go? She said, On your face. And that next Friday, Eleanor comes walking back in. I said, Eleanor, you cannot, you cannot return that lip gloss because I got a good thing going on here. I had sold so many lip glosses that the executive for Estee Lauder, special ed, she was calling saying, we would like to come in and have a meeting with you because we've never sold so many lip glosses ever in our whole history of Estee Lauder. We would like to know your tricks. I'm thinking, if you only knew. But see, what God will do is he'll take the mess that you got yourself in. And he'll take even if it's just you putting lip gloss on somebody. As long as you're getting out of your own feelings and getting into that healing and you're helping somebody else, you begin to crawl out of your hole. She said, Kimberly, I'm coming to sit in your chair every Friday. I said, no, 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 <laughs> not every Friday. She said, Kim, she said, last Friday when I sat in your chair, she said, something happened to me. She said, in all of these years, I would go to that therapist, and she said, I would sit in that therapist's chair, and nothing would happen. But in 45 minutes last Friday, I felt something happen in the chair. And she said, I went, and I fired my therapist. And she said, every Friday, she said, I went home. I opened my blinds. I've been walking outside again. She said, I feel life again. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, if it wasn't for your hell, if it wasn't for your mess, if it wasn't for your big mouth, you would have never got yourself here. And because you got yourself here, now the oil that was increased in your life from getting back up again when you fail, now when you walk into a room, everything shifts. 
Everything that comes out of your mouth is not something you paid for. It's something that you walked through. That's where boldness comes in. Boldness comes in from the, from the stripes and the pain and the, and the betrayal and, the, and everything else that you've walked through. That's when it comes in and starts serving you. Proverbs 28 1 says, The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. We increase when fear's around, when things are going haywire. We begin to increase. Why? Because Jesus lives in us, right? Ephesians 3 and 12 says, In whom we have boldness and access. This might be one of my favorites. Because we have access to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And once we receive Jesus into our heart, now all old things have passed away and God has made things new. And then we've got the same power on the inside of us to literally lay hands on people and they get healed. But the enemy knows if I can get your power and I'll do it however I can. If it's a pandemic, making you be at home with your kids, becoming a, home, a school teacher, a principal, and everything else to try to wear you out. See, the enemy cannot take you out, so he's trying to wear you out. He's trying to steal it. See, someone who's bold is daring and brave. You might show how bold you are by speaking up, speaking out. By speaking out for your kids, right? You can pick on me, but you better never talk about my kids. I am going Medea on you in two seconds flat. Right? You will take your earrings off and your shoes off so fast, right? You can mess with me, but you ain't going to mess with the people. That's how women are, right? We're like that. Being bold increases your confidence. So here's what I did. When I didn't have no boldness and I'd be laying in that bed trying to take those quizzes on Insta Instagram and Facebook, what's your favorite color? I couldn't tell you what my favorite color was. I had lost myself. What's your favorite food? I didn't even know what my favorite food was because I had lost myself. Right? Because it chisels away. The enemy chisels away. Chisels away. Because thieves don't rob empty vaults. That's why you feel like you're one of those. Y'all remember those, those little punching bags from Walmart? It falls back and then you come back. <laughs> don't some of y'all feel like that? Right? You, hit, you get hit and then you're, I ain't never going to get up out of this thing again. You feel like a turtle stuck in peanut butter. You're like, oh, God. But somewhere in you, if you tap into Champion Church... If you tap into the L Women's Ministry, if you tap into some women that are where you want to go, right? You begin to invest in yourself at night. You ain't Netflix and chilling, watching Small Little Lies or whatever that show is on Netflix. But instead, you are getting your strength and power in who God created you to be. You're walking in whom, in whom, in whom, in whom. We have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in Him. It's, I don't see what you're doing, God, but I know you're here. I don't know where you're going to do it. I don't know how you're going to do it. You get so bold, and this is my prayer for you this weekend, that you get so bold that Joel 2.25, you become thug. <laughs> you're from the whole south side of heaven. Y'all go from, eh, eh, don't do that to me, to bring it on, right? It says in Joel 2.25 that God's going to give you back everything the devil has stolen. But when you realize your power as a lioness, as a warrior, a woman that can birth a baby and be in the broccoli aisle the next day, when you realize that, you don't just pray for restoration. 
you begin to say, God, I decree and declare restitution. You are walking, listen, you ain't running no more from yourself. You're not running anymore blaming everybody else. He did it. He made me do it. It's his fault. It's, it, it, blaming your daddy, blaming everybody else in your life. Instead, you're like, devil, you should have messed with somebody else. Because I'm about, listen, I'm coming up out of this thing. And when I come up out of this season that I'm in right now, you're going to wish to God you wouldn't have messed with me. Because I'm about to knock your teeth down your throat every day. That's the power that you possess. You know how to get back up again. Your boldness. Someone who's bold. Listen, you build confidence in other people. When you set a goal and you say it out loud, I love this so much. When you set a goal and you say it out loud and you begin to prophesy every day, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm the top and not the bottom. I don't want restoration. I want restitution. I want seven times greater. I want it all back. I want my seasons back. I want my life back. I want my sleep back, right? You're walking around just, I want it all back. But listen, it becomes real. When you learn to open your mouth, it becomes real. And you begin to watch what's coming out of your mouth. It becomes real. You begin to prophesy. Oh, I'm moving forward. I'm not going back. I'm moving ahead. I'm here to declare to you. My past is over in you. Things are made new. I surrender my life to Christ. I'm moving, moving forward. You're not just singing it. You're not just singing it. You're prophesying it. It's becoming your anthem. Even when you can't sing, you're making a joyful noise. You're walking around your job that you can't stand, saying, Lord, I know I'm here for a reason. Right? So boldness is fundamental for your confidence and courage. So you've got to ask yourself tonight, am I where I want to be right now? Do I feel bold in this season? Do I feel confident in this season? When I was laying in that bed depressed, and I went across that, 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 that thing, that quiz, and it said, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite food? I didn't know. But that night was one of the game changers for me. Because I began to say, God, I need to know at least what's my favorite color? What's my favorite food? I began to get bold in my prayers. See, the enemy takes our voice. So we lay in our bed at night, and we're like, just read my mind. Huh. <laughs> Pastor Joey, can you pray for me, please? Because I don't think he's hearing me because it ain't happening yet. No, he's not answering the prayer that you want him to pray. You're, he's not answering it your way. He's doing it what he thinks is best because in Ephesians 3.20, it says that he's going to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or think. But we don't even know how to pray big, bold prayers anymore because now we've been beat down so much, we're just going to take whatever. Just give me whatever. Just give me some spanks. I'll just squeeze in it instead of putting in the work, right? I'll just take Build-A-Bear instead of waiting for my bozo, my Boaz. I'll just take whatever I can get. I'll just take it. I'm just going to take it just because I was on the, on the couture rack, but now I'm on the clearance rack. I don't really feel I'm bold at all. You've got to begin to shift the way you're talking and shift your put boundaries up around you. And you watch as God begins to move fast. When I'm laying in that bed and I said, God, I don't even remember what my favorite color is. I don't know what my favorite food is. I said, I just need just 25 things that's good about me so I can do this quiz. I said, I'm sorry. If I'm doing something wrong, he's like, fix it. He said, I've got you in this season. 
and I'm going to take you from the back of the line to the front of the line. Just like that woman with the issue of blood, just like that man at the pool of Bethesda. I'm going to shift that thing in a second the minute you get to a place, just like the children of Israel. You get to a place where you stop staying like you are. You want something to change, then change your behavior. And I got up that night, and I began to praise my way like I already had 25 good things about me. I remember seven days later, I walk into the house, and it's Mother's Day. Y'all, I was so bad that if I would have died, nobody would have come to my funeral. I was so angry at life. My mouth had tore me up. And I started seeing how God was making me go from hating people to loving little bitty thumbnails. It's my favorite hobby on the planet. I love people so much now. It's crazy. But I wouldn't have ever gotten there if I wouldn't have embraced the season that I was in. And I wouldn't have just put a Band-Aid on it, but I would have gotten out. I would have been there still. I remember my son walks in, Lincoln Presley, walks in with this poem. It's Mother's Day. And he walks in and he says, Mama, he says, Happy Mother's Day. And he hands me a poem. Now, I asked God for 25 things, and I believed he was going to give it to me. And I looked down at that poem, and it was 35 things that I love about you. God used the very kid that I thought that I had hurt the worst. And number one, he used to tell me we'd go to his game. He'd say, Mama, he said, if you yell, I ain't never going to hit a game, a goal again. He said, because you embarrass me so bad. And I remember he'd hit that goal and I'd go, wow. Number one said, Mama, I love you because you were the loudest one at my basketball games. Number seven on there, it said, Mama, I love you because you conquered hell in high heels. And 35 of those, this little nine-year-old boy is writing this poem, and I'm laying in the bed, and I'm crying, and God is beginning to heal me. He is showing me what you thought was a discount in your life. Your kids see it as a warrior princess. How do you get there? How do you get to that place? Where you surrender it all over to God and you allow him to start here. 2021. How do we start here? How do we not want to go back and get what we lost? But we move forward and we can stand firmly and boldly in this world and preach the gospel. And take our messes and make it that message. How? Glad you ask. We become authentic. You got to become authentic. You can't be a cookie cutter. I went my whole life trying to be an Ann Taylor when God created me to be a Betsy Johnson. <laughs> I would try to squeeze into St. John suits. That is a no-no. Spanx wouldn't even help that business. Here I am praying to God when my son gives me that poem and he's telling me how beautiful and authentic I am. Something began to fall off of me. And I began to pray the prayer, God, let me become authentic. Let me love me. All of me loves all of me. I would literally look in that mirror every day and sing that song to myself. Because I was needing to convince myself that though you might not have been good enough over here in this season for them, you're great for this season. And where God is about to take you. 
You have to be authentic to walk in your boldness. You don't pretend to be something that you're not. You don't face, that you, you face and you embrace your fears and you aren't afraid to go against the crowd. You're not afraid to stand for what's right. Even when everybody else is doing what's wrong. You're not trying to sell yourself to get someone's accolades. But instead, you're the one over here commissioning. Whatever lane I got to be in. Right? You go against what's wrong and you stand for what's right. Number two. You learn from your failure. Failure ain't failure. Failure is only failure if you lay down and don't get back up again. Some of y'all been there a minute. Some of y'all been like that man at the pool of Bethesda. Kill me. Put me in the pool. I'm going to research that dude. His legs were not laying. So why was he laying at the pool? Why? Huh? Because of his mind. Because of his past. Because of what someone said he was and he believed it. You have to be in a place where you learn from your failures and you get up. I remember I started praying, God, let me become so transparent. Because I was a faker. I was phony. I was fake. I don't want anybody to think I was broke. You know, you know those people that you go buy a Gucci bag and you ain't got nothing in it? <laughs> Y'all know. You get that Gucci bag or that Poochie bag. But because you need symbols to feel good. No, that's not who we are in this season. In this season, we're coming out golden, shining, right? So you learn from your failures. Instead of ending, instead of thinking something has ended, which some of y'all think your best is gone. Honey, your best ain't gone. Because my Bible says that he's going to do exceedingly abundantly more than you could ever ask or think. And he also, he is the king of saying, he says, your ladder will be greater. He says, for I know the plans that I have for you, saith the Lord, plans to bless you and not harm you, give you a future and a hope. You know what he says in Psalms? He says, he says, uh, what does he say in Psalms? Hold on one second, I'll tell you what he says in Psalms. He says, he says, what does he say in Psalms, mama? She'll know. I'll be back to it, though. Number three, you speak up. Blessed is a man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the seat of the sinner. This is what he says. This is why some of y'all are not fitting into your circles no more. Blessed is a man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the seat of the sinner, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. For your delight, my delight, is in the law of the Lord, and in his law we meditate. Right? We ain't calling Cleo. We're not calling loud mouth chunky butt aunt. We are getting with God. And we are firmly standing firm. When a pandemic comes and we're all walking behind masks and you can't understand each other, you're standing firm on the fact that in this season, whatever I'm supposed to learn in this season, I am pulling myself out of this place. And I'm coming out a warrior. So you learn from your failure. Free life college. And you ain't got to pay no student loan back. You learn to speak up. You learn to speak up. Some of y'all need to speak up. Some of y'all mute. Some of y'all got so much going on in your head that every five months, your kids, little Jerry gets it. You can't even hug your little boy because he looks like your ex-husband. 
and it ain't even his fault. But you don't know how to speak up and talk about it. Why am I feeling these things? Right? You can't even lay it at the feet of Jesus because you feel ashamed for what you're feeling. This is a hospital. This weekend, this is a hospital. We're not faking it, never making it. We get it together because God is raising up women to change the world. Why not you? Why not now? Why not now? You ain't no church mouse. Well, you know, Kim, because I'm submitting. Girl, listen. You can be submissive, you can be soft, and you can still be a game changer. Right? You learn to speak up. The next thing you're going to do is you're going to build trust. You're going to be able to walk in and you're going to be able to fix areas where other women are like, I don't have, I used to think it was the coolest thing that I had no girlfriends. I ain't got no girlfriends. I got all guy friends. And every 28 days, they got you blocked. <laughs> we need girlfriends. We need women because when women come together and we learn how to pray and we learn to support each other and we learn how to build each other up, we learn how to clap for each other's success. Yo, we, that's why the enemy doesn't want us to get it together. Because just like we can birth babies, we can birth movements. So you build trust. You always expect the best. You can't be walking around. Saying things like, I don't expect nothing. Because as long as I'm not expecting nothing, I never get hurt. That is nonsense. If God is going to do exceedingly abundantly, that's why we're settling. That's why we're depressed. That's why we're eating emotions. Right? Because we don't expect that we deserve it. And God is up in heaven saying, everything is yours. When he got up on that cross, he stretched his arms out wide and he said, for you, it is finished. That man at the pool of Bethesda, when he was, get up, get up. And he said, get up and take your mat. That dude in one minute got his mat up. Why did he tell him to take his mat? The same reason we're telling you in this room this weekend. Take up whatever it is that's made you stay in that place. Get it up and let's go. Stop waiting for somebody to get you up. Get your butt up and let's go, right? So you expect the best. You are persistent. That means you pray and you believe. I'm not where I want to be, but I ain't staying here. I'm not staying here. I'm not going to go up and I'm not going to pray in a prayer line. Another day, I'm not going to let nobody else lay hands on me until I'm ready to let go of whatever it is that God needs you to let go of so that he can take you where he needs you to go. We're not settling for unemployment. We're not settling for wick. We're not settling for, settling for the clearance. We're getting off that clearance rack and get back up on that couture rack. And we're standing firm in who God created us to be as warriors, as women. Your children need you to pull it together. Your future children need you to pull it together. They need you to get to a place where, y'all, my kids, listen, I couldn't go back and fix who I used to be. But my kids in the last 10 years have watched me. I was literally working at Bloomingdale's. I got a job, a, a, a promotion. <laughs> I went from $9 to $13 an hour. 
I went from Kmart on crack to black and white tile. I was like, <laughs> couldn't afford no underwear in that place, but we worked at Bloomingdale's. You understand what I'm saying? And one day, I was getting so full of Jesus because I was determined I wasn't staying where I was. And I was getting so full of Jesus that if a mosquito would have bit me, it would have got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I'm talking going to work. I was prophesying. I was putting prophecy CDs. And I was yelling out at the top of my lungs. I was putting T.D. Jakes in my, in my recorder. He go, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. I go, pause. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Play. He's going to move. I go, pause. He's going to move. By the time I got to Bloomingdale's, I was walking through the store and I was touching people. I was feeling like I had some anointing in my hand. I would walk by the meanest person in the store. They'd be like, I don't know what's going on with her. I would say, I'll handle it. i walk up to her and i just put my arm around her. Like, my, like I had the Holy Ghost juice that was going to rub off on everybody. And there was something happening in the store. These people went from me driving with one eyeball where I'd be out nay-naying to now all of a sudden God's doing something in my life. Because I made a decision. I ain't staying here anymore. I'm getting up tonight. I remember literally walking in that store one day. And, 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 and I heard God say, he said, I'm about to do something in your life. I never dreamed what he was going to do. That day, I'm sitting on the side of the road on 75 in my knockoff Bentley. And smoke is coming out of this car because the anti I had, I had buckets and buckets of anti-coolant. Is that what it's called? The coolant that you pour to make the hot air go out of your car. And I'm sitting on the side of 75, and the, and the smoke is coming out of my car. And I'm thinking, all of these things, oh, I expect the best. There's something great going to come. God said he's going to work all things together for my good in Romans 8, 28. I'm one of those I will bring. Listen, you give me lemons, I'm going to throw it back and say, give you chocolate. I mean, I was, I was riding high with Jesus, and the smoke was coming out of my car. And all I could think about was Broadway. The smoke is billowing out. And I'm thinking, God, you think of everything. You've given me my own smoke machine. <laughs> and I take my phone out, and I hold it up to my face. And I said, hello, awesome people. I ain't never done a video in my life. I said, are you sitting in the car feeling like God has forgotten about you? Oh, you want to give up, but you ain't going to give up. You going to get up. Get up, 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 get up. And I went, Upload. I said, devil, every time you sit me on the side of the road, I'm going to do a video. Because I liked it. I liked it. By the time I got home, I was getting all these notifications. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What's going on? Nobody even knows who I am. I didn't have any friends. What is going on? Before I knew it, about six hours later, I had 100,000 friends on Facebook. I was like, oh, I'm being punked. And I went and I saw these rappers, like celebrity people, were sharing this video. And I was thinking, oh, my God. They say, man, this is some good. I was like, yes, yes, breaking religious barriers. Before I knew it, everybody was getting to know me. I'd be walking to the store and they'd be like, aren't you? Aren't you? And I'd be like, oh, I get to quit. I'm going to get to quit believing you. I'm going to get to quit Bloomingdale's. I was so excited. I was already planning my two-week notice. People started calling me saying, Kim, can you come preach? I'm like, did you know I've been divorced? Yes, we Googled you. I'm like, oh, good. You want me to come preach? 
I was getting to go preach. And I was thinking, I really don't got to stay here, here no more. I get to quit. I had my two-week notice. And I started walking up, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, you've always done this. You've always gotten ahead of me. He said, get your butt back in there. Put that thing away. Put the two-week notice away. I said, no. I don't need it anymore. I get to quit. I'm doing the work of the Lord now. He said, Kimberly, your, perp- your character cannot keep up with your purpose. I said, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I am the girl that you will see going down the road. Come out! I will lay hands on myself in two seconds flat. <laughs> and all I knew was my character can't keep up with my purpose. He said, Kimberly, stay at this store till I tell you to leave. He made me stay there for two more years. And I remember after year one of having to stay there, I got invited to Dominican Republic to preach. And when you get invited out of the country, you've made it. (laughs) And I walked up in that GM's office and I said, I know you're going to have to fire me because I need another day off to go do the work of the Lord. (laughs) He was an atheist. He said, girl, we've been watching you. He said, we got you. You go do what you got to do. We'll see you Monday. I said, no! Fire me! Fire me! That was eight years ago. I was in my car doing a prayer call one day, and God said, now's your time. I ran through that store like it was on fire. (laughs) And I remember, I said, Mr. Bill, I get to get my two weeks. He said, we knew it was coming. He said, every holiday, all of us people come in here and watch you on YouTube. He said, we've watched what God has done in your life. He said, my dad was a Baptist preacher and I would never walk in church. He said, but whatever you're, whatever you're carrying, he said, I need some of it. And I remember when I got in that car and I left. See, some of y'all think you're behind. But I remember when I got in that car and I left, God said, this is what boldness looks like. You did what was not good. You did what was not comfortable to you. You went against your own flesh. And you start up a revival in Bloomingdale's. And eight years later, at 36 years old, I thought my life was over. At 40 years old, I preached my very first sermon. At 41 years old, I preached in T.D. Jakes' pulpit as the relationship expert. I wish I had a mic. I would drop it and walk off the stage. you walked in with tonight but I'm telling you something it was not by accident at 42 years old special ed I wrote my first book I don't even know where commas go and all of you grammar police always are telling me You need a comma there. I'm like, you got a job. 
Because when God began to heal me, I wasn't even mad no more, Joy. I wasn't even bitter Betty no more. I was so healed. I was loving life. I was living life with so, so. I wrote my very first book y'all beautifully broken that book of bear my own family didn't support that book she did of course my little writer ride or die my mama I love you mama but nobody even shared it on my plat on their platforms because they just remember me nay nay how you gonna write a book 42, I wrote a book, and God sent complete strangers to buy that book. $30,000. I didn't have to drive that hoop to no more. <laughs> and then at 45, I started my podcast with my phone sitting right here. I still do it that way. Joy, I know you professionals and stuff. <laughs> it went syndicated nationally. At 48 years old, 36, I thought my life was over. 40, I preached my first sermon. 42, I write my first book. At 48, I got five books. I'm with the publisher. And my daddy wasn't T.D. Jakes. God opened the windows of heaven. See, you thought because the curtain had closed, the production was over. But God said, I have to close the curtain in order to set up for the next scene. See, it's not always about becoming something. A lot of times it's about unbecoming what you became, trying to fit into places that you didn't belong. So what have you let go of? As I'm closing, what have you let die? What's made you feel unqualified? What's made you stop fighting like a girl? What's made you walk into a room? What's made you have to use that app on Instagram to stretch yourself? You got you a whole Daryl Hannah body on an app. What's made you care more what people think in a free app? The likes, the retweets begin to affect you. Where did you lose it? Where did you lose your boldness? Tonight, you can't find it if you don't say, I know, where I, I, know, I know what it was. I keep getting in my own way. I keep sabotaging my own life. I feel disqualified because of choices I made. But you don't have to die with the bad choices you made. When God got up on that cross and he stretched his arms out wide, he said, for you, it is finished. It's finished for the depression. It's finished for the fakeness. It's finished for the brokenness. It is finished for every single thing that you're holding on to. It's finished. I still got to lay hands on myself sometimes. I feel like, God, I feel Corella DeVille coming back. Help me, Jesus. He's like, 
It's because you're depending on you again instead of me. God spoke to me and said in this room this weekend, some of your dreams are coming back into manifestation. Some things that you let die. Some things that you lost. They're not coming back the way you lost them either, baby. You're getting your dignity back. You're getting your confidence back. And you're about to conquer hell in high heels. Or in combat boots. Or in some kicking Jordans. Whatever you want, you're going to walk in it in confidence. Y'all ready to stand up? If you're in this room, and you're like, Kim, because tomorrow, tomorrow's like, whoop, whoop. So y'all got to be light as a feather tomorrow. You got to be free. If you're in this room and you're holding on to stuff, and you're like, I don't know how to let it go. I need you to lift your hand. Lift your hand. We ain't doing none of this. She got problems too. That's it. Lift. Lift. Come on. Come on. You say, I feel stuck. We're about to do it. We're about to get, we're about to get free. Everybody in this room. 85%. And then doesn't that feel so good to see that everybody around you's got it? You ain't alone because the enemy's been telling you you're alone, but you're not. Here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to feel like a big old elephant sitting on our chest. We're going to get some boldness. Some of y'all need to find your voice. Because until you open your mouth, you're not moving. You got to begin to open your mouth and you got to begin to say something. Life and death are in the power of your words. Blessed is a man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, but stands firm in the kingdom, stands firm before the Lord. This is God. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I ain't moving. I'm not throwing it. I'm going back and I'm getting it for Johnny. I'm getting it for Jesse. I'm going to let go of this anger for him because I know you're about to bring my bounty going. Wow, wow. But I can't get it if I can't let go what they did I want y'all lift your hands as high as you can all, you, all of y'all that said you don't know how to let it go in fact everybody do it because we all got something say father anything in me that's making me sad it's making me depressed it's making me anxious confused I give it to you I want to turn around I want to turn around so bad I want to have so much joy in my heart that I can feel my insides jumping come on come on that feels good don't it that's the Holy Ghost he's doing a work in you man God, I release it. I release it. I release it. Come on, tell him. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not staying here. I release it. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I give you permission to use me. I give you permission to wreck my plans. 
if they're going to wreck me. I ain't mad no more. I ain't sad no more. I'm free. I'm free, God. Make me bold. Make me a champion. Make me a warrior. I give over. Come on, some of y'all got to let that daddy go. Let that mama go that didn't love you right. Let it go. Let that ex go, man. When he walked out, you didn't realize God opened the funnel of heaven over you. Because where you're going, they couldn't go. You lost loved ones in this COVID. And this pandemic, and it's hurt knowing they died alone. God was there. Let it go. Lay it at the, I want you to physically see yourself laying it at the feet of Jesus. Y'all, when I tell you in 30 days, your life ain't going to look like it does. You ain't going to know yourself. You're going to be looking in that mirror going, girl, you bad. You're going to be loving all of you, loves all of you. You're going to walk into State Farm and they're going to be like, whoa, where's Julie? I left her in Champion Church, man. This is who I really am. I ain't carrying that baggage no more. I ain't carrying it. I was a diamond all along. But God was making me priceless. I speak to you, woman of God. I speak to you. I speak to the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. I speak to you, single mama. I speak to you, single woman, waiting for your man. I just hear the Lord saying, when you get as desperate for me as you are for him, if you would chase me as hard as you're trying to chase men, I'll give you a man that prays, and if they don't pray, they can't stay. I will bless your life. So, Father, right now, feel us. Lord, just, 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 just eradicate it. Eradicate the mess. We can't be messy and anointed. We can't be fake and fabulous. We can't be bold and sad. Let us go to sleep at night. Let us sleep tonight better than we've ever slept in our life. I break anxiety off of you. I break fear off of you. I break, hey, I break, I break poverty off you. I'm sick and tired of the people of God walking around broken. You work in three and four jobs. You can't even pay little Johnny's softball uniform. You're going to be able to go in Starbucks and pay for the 20 people behind you. Not Dunkin' Donuts. Starbucks. You're walking into a blessed season. You're getting rid of that critical attitude because critical spirit brings forth poverty. Break that mess off of you. You are royalty. You're going to be able to get a Gucci and have stuff in it. You ain't gonna need no spanks. You're gonna be popping, baby. So, Lord, fill us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Here's what I want us to do. Man, I love y'all so much. Did y'all get anything? Here's what I want you to do. On the, I want you to tell your girl, I'm gonna need you to give me some space, because I might scare you. I'm about to let a Judah roar out. Hallelujah. Like that. 
But we're about to have, this place is packed. I want these little cute lights to bump. There's some of y'all that still got some junk left that you're so used to it. You're used to the deprivation of pain. No, you're about to shout that junk off you. On the count of three, I want you to let out a roar that you're going to knock her eyebrows off her face. You're going to knock her weave right out of her hair. You're about to pop your Spanx all the way through. Are y'all ready? You're about to get free, baby, and you're welcome. Are you ready? One, two, three. being broken because you like the attention you get broken but baby you about to you about to feel deliverance I feel the Holy Ghost chill buzz on the count of three I want you to even put some little fire anything you got on you that you've been holding that's been stuck like gunk on the bottom of your soul it's about to release you about to feel it fall off of you are you ready one two three Thanks so much for tuning in to the Joey Miller podcast today. I pray you were blessed by God's word. I pray that the Holy Spirit was speaking to you and ministering to you, that his grace is empowering you to be everything that you're called to be. Well, until next time, I'll see you on the Joey Miller podcast.